Hello, and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true, and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. We have been learning a lot about Israel and the history of Israel's kings. And today I want to prepare you because something very tragic happens to the northern kingdom of Israel. But I don't want you to be too sad because God is always on his throne. God is always in control. And God, even in the midst of tragedy, always brings hope. So are you ready to hear about what happens to Israel in today's story? Let's get started. In our last few episodes, we've been learning about the kings in the southern kingdom of Judah. But now it's time we take a look at what's been going on up north. Who was king of the northern kingdom of Israel during this time? While King Ahaz and his son King Hezekiah were ruling in the southern kingdom of Judah, Dark clouds were stirring on the horizon for the Israelites in the northern kingdom. From the time of King Jeroboam onward, there was no good king who sat on the throne in the north. They were all wicked, and they all did evil in the sight of the Lord. They had turned their backs on God, and their hearts had become cold and hardened. The last and final king who sat on the throne in the northern kingdom of Israel was named Hosea. Now, wait a minute. Why was he the last king of the north, you ask? Well, you'll just have to listen to find out. You see, like all who had reigned before him, Hosea did that which was evil In the eyes of the Lord, instead of trusting Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Hosea began to pay money to the king of Assyria in exchange for help. Now, why would Hosea do such a thing? Why would he give money to one of the most wicked nations in the world? Because King Hosea was afraid. He was afraid of the power and the strength that the Assyrians had gained. They were strong and mighty warriors. They were cruel in battle. They were wicked enemies of Israel. And King Hosea was afraid of them. He saw what they did when they went to battle with other nations. He saw them conquer and rule other nations. And King Hosea was afraid of their power. King Hosea foolishly thought that if he paid the king of Assyria money, then the king of Assyria would not attack. When one king would pay another king money in exchange for protection, that was called paying a tribute. Can you say tribute? King Hosea paid a tribute to the king of Assyria. And do you know what the name of the king of Assyria was? The king of Assyria at that time was called Shalmaneser. Can you say that? Shalmaneser? It's 
Kind of a fun name to say. King Shalmaneser, in exchange for the tribute that King Hoshea paid, promised that he would not invade the land of Israel. But, oh, true seekers, it was a very expensive price to pay. Rather than trusting God for help and protection, Hoshea had become a weak and groveling king, bowing and paying tribute to King Shalmaneser of Assyria. Well, the tribute money that Hoshea paid to Shalmaneser kept getting more and more expensive. It became so expensive that King Hoshea could no longer pay the tribute money. He became afraid. What would he do when King Shalmaneser found out that he could not pay him the tribute money? He would surely come and attack. So Hoshea came up with a plan. Now what do you think that plan would be? Surely King Hoshea would call upon the name of the Lord. Surely he would look to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob for help. Surely he had heard the miraculous stories of Elijah and Elisha when the Lord came and rescued them with chariots of fire. Sadly, true seekers, Hosea did not call on the name of the Lord. Instead, this time, Hosea went to another king for help. This time, King Hosea went south to the land of Egypt, to their king, to see if the king of Egypt would help him against the king of Assyria. Now, the king of Egypt's name was King So. Can you say King So? This was a great mistake because not only did King So not help Hosea, but when the king of Assyria, Shalmaneser, found out that King Hosea was no longer paying tribute as he had done year after year after year, Shalmaneser seized King Hosea and locked him in prison. Once Hosea was locked inside that prison, Shalmaneser invaded the land of Israel. He gathered all of his troops, all of his soldier, and took the great strength of his great army and marched directly towards the northern kingdom of Israel. He marched right to Samaria, the capital city, with a huge army. And with his army, he surrounded that city. The people inside were frightened. They shut the doors to the gates of the city. They blocked the walls. They hid in their houses and behind the large walls that surrounded the city. But King Shalmaneser and his army surrounded them outside those walls. They were trapped. There was no way for the Israelites to get out or to get in. They could not get out to get food or have food brought into them. They stayed trapped behind those city walls. Not for days, not for months, but for years. For three years, the people lived under siege. This time there was no Elisha to come to the rescue, nor did God send any chariots to frighten away the soldiers. God was silent. God was silent because the Israelites, instead of crying out to him, began to cry out to Baal to save them. 
They cried to their false gods made of wood and stone and silver. Day after day, they bowed and tore their clothes and offered sacrifices to their false gods. And so true seekers, God could not deliver or save them because they did not call upon him for help. They had turned their backs on him. Sadly, many of them died of starvation. Their idols could not save them. At last, after three long years, the people were so weak and feeble, they could not resist Shalmaneser and his army any longer. The gates of the city were broken open, and the Assyrian soldiers rushed in. So many of the Israelites were taken captive and carried away to Assyria. King Shalmaneser went to every city and village in the northern kingdom of Israel and wiped it out. He took prisoner after prisoner after prisoner. He took the Israelites and placed them in different cities in Assyria to live and serve and work as his servants. It was a sad ending to the northern kingdom of Israel. How God's heart must have grieved to watch his people be destroyed. All this took place because the Israelites had sinned against the Lord their God, who had brought them up out of Egypt from under the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. They worshipped other gods and followed the practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before them, as well as the practices which the kings of Israel had introduced. The Israelites had secretly done things against the Lord their God that were not right. Their hearts had become corrupt. They no longer listened to the truth. From watchtower to fortified city, they built themselves high places to worship their false gods in all of their towns. They had set up sacred stones and Asherah poles on every high hill and under every spreading tree. At every high place they burned incense to false gods, just as the wicked nations before them had done. They did wicked things that provoked the Lord to anger. They worshipped idols, though the Lord had told them, You shall not do this. The Lord warned Israel and Judah through all of his prophets, Turn from your evil ways. Observe my commands and decrees in accordance with the entire law that I commanded your fathers to obey and that I delivered to you through my servants the prophets. But they would not listen and were as stiff-necked as their fathers who did not trust in the Lord their God. They rejected his decrees and the covenant he had made with their fathers and the warnings he had given them. They followed worthless idols and themselves became worthless. They imitated the nations around them, although the Lord had ordered them, Do not do as they do. And they did the things the Lord had forbidden them to do. They forsook all the commands of the Lord their God and made for themselves idols cast in the shape of calves and an Asherah pole. They bowed down to the stars and looked to the horoscopes and fortune tellers to tell their future. They sacrificed their sons and daughters in the fire. They practiced witchcraft and sorcery. So the Lord was angered with the sin of Israel, and he removed them from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah in the southern kingdom remained, and even Judah was on the verge of disobedience. Even Judah was struggling to keep the commands of the Lord. The Israelites in the south had followed the example of the Israelites in the north, and if they weren't careful, the same thing would happen to them. 
Therefore the Lord rejected all the people of Israel. He gave them into the hands of plunderers until he cast them from his presence. So the people of Israel were taken from their homeland into exile in Assyria, and there they remained. Who was left in the northern kingdom, you ask? Well, King Shalmaneser brought in people groups from all over to replace the Israelites in the land, the precious promised land that God had given them so long ago, the land that Joshua and the Israelites had battled for, the land that God had called his people out of Egypt to come and live in. Now, now the land had been taken from them. Now there would be people from other nations who would be brought in to live in the land. They would settle there in the towns of Samaria to replace the Israelites. They took over Samaria and lived in its towns. From the first days when God gave the northern kingdom to Jeroboam to rule, all the way to King Hosea, were twenty kings in all. Twenty kings had sat on the throne of the northern kingdom of Israel. And can you guess how many of those twenty kings did evil in the eyes of the Lord? The Bible says all of them. All twenty kings who sat on the throne in the northern kingdom of Israel, all of them had done evil in the eyes of the Lord. Every single one of them had worshipped Baal and led the people of Israel into sin. Who, who could be a king, a king who could come and rule and reign in righteousness and holiness and justice? Is there a king to be found? Could there be a king who could come and rule and reign as a good and righteous king? Oh, true seekers, there is. There is, and we will talk about him soon. But time and time again, God had pleaded with them to turn from their wickedness. He had sent Elijah and Elisha and other prophets to them saying, Turn from your evil ways and keep my commandments and my statutes. But they had hardened their hearts and did not believe in the Lord their God. If only they had, if only they would have remained true to God, wonderful blessings would have been theirs. They would have been examples of cities of beauty and order and prosperity under the hand of God for all nations to see. But sin, sin had filled their hearts till they could no longer hear the call of their heavenly father, the true king. Dear true seekers, listening to what happened to the Israelites makes me think about Adam and Eve. Just as Adam and Eve had a choice to obey or disobey God in the Garden of Eden, so the Israelites had a choice. Disobedience brought disaster for Adam and Eve, and disobedience brought disaster for the Israelites. Now, before we give up all hope on the Israelites, it's not the final end for Israel. God had promised them that a good and righteous king would come, and God never breaks his promises. God would send a king, a heavenly king, King Jesus, who would be the perfect king, who would do what no earthly Israelite king could do and save his people. God had made a covenant with Abraham a long time ago, and he would be faithful to fulfill that covenant. But God knew. 
God knew the people would never be able to keep their part of the covenant agreement. God knew the hearts of men and women are prone to sin and evil. He knew they would never be able to obey Him on their own or in their own strength. He knew that they would fail. He knew they would need help. God saw the depravity of the Israelites, but God still had a plan. In all of the idol worship, in all of the sorcery and sacrificing, God saw the wickedness and the evil, and God had a plan. His anger burned against their sin, but God had a plan to bring about forgiveness and salvation and a way to help them obey. You see, before we look at the Israelites and say, I would never be like them, I would never do such a thing, let us be careful. We are all like the Israelites. We are all like Adam and Eve. We all have sinned. If we aren't careful, our hearts are prone to fall away from God. We live in a sinful world. We have a sinful nature. We, like the Israelites, can worship false gods. Gods of money, gods of success, gods of toys, games, TV shows, movies, friends, nice clothes. All of these things can become idols if we let them. If we don't choose to worship God, we will worship something. By ourselves, we will always turn to sin. That is why we so desperately need a Savior. We need Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords. We need His mercy to cover our sins. We need His Holy Spirit to fill our hearts and help us to obey. We cannot save ourselves, just like the Israelites could not save themselves. They refused to call on God's name. They refused to turn to him for help. Even at the very end, if they would have called upon his name, he would have come running to them. He is such a good father. Look to Jesus today. When you feel you are drowning in anger or despair or jealousy or pride or fear, call out to Jesus. Say, Jesus, have mercy. Can you practice saying that? Can you say, Jesus, have mercy on me? I say that prayer so many times a day because I know I need Jesus' help. I know without Jesus I am lost. I need Jesus' mercy to forgive me of my sins and to wash me clean. I call out to Jesus to cover me with his blood to save me from my sins. It's only by his help and by his strength that I can follow him. He is your deliverer. He is your rescue. He is your savior. He is the only one who can save. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in 2 Kings chapter 17. Dear Jesus, we cry out to you today and say, have mercy on us. We see what happened to the Israelites and we are careful to say, please keep us from falling into sin and turning our backs on you just as they did. Keep our hearts from hardening. Keep us ever seeking after you and calling after you and looking to you to be our Savior and our Deliverer. We know that in our own selves, apart from you, we are lost in sin. But Jesus, you came and you rescued us. You saved us out of the pit, out of the depths of despair. You came and you rescued us and you set us on high with you. And now we sit with you in heavenly places. We are called children of God. And we thank you, Jesus, for what you 
you've done. We thank you for your mercy towards us. And we will always, always look to you. We will keep our eyes off of ourselves and place them on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we go, I have a couple more reviews I want to share with you. Actually, this first one is an email that I received from Davida. And she says, I like your podcast. I listen to True Seekers and I learn about lots of things in the Bible, like the 12 tribes of Israel, Kings and Solomon. Thank you for teaching me God's word. She's five years old and she is from England. So thank you, Davida, for sending me that email. It's so good to hear from you. Next, I am Faith123 says, I am so thankful that I found this podcast. I turned it on the other day while my daughter, almost age four, was playing. And though I did not think she was listening at all, she started interacting with it as Sherilyn asked her to repeat words. Then my daughter started asking me questions about it and wanted to keep listening. I turned it on again and played the same one I had the day before. And she said, Mommy, I listened to this one yesterday. Can you put on a new one? She really was listening and enjoying it. We listened to 10 episodes in two days, and I can believe that we will keep listening. I love that she has an episode every month about praying the Bible too. That is something so special and wonderful to teach kids at a young age. I would 100% recommend listening to True Seekers. Thank you so much for taking the time to write that very thoughtful and detailed review. I really appreciate it. The next um, review here from Emmanuel Finch says, you are such a great storyteller. My five-year-old listens really well, and my three-year-old engages some, but even I enjoy listening to it. I love that you don't skip hard stories in the Bible, and you do a very good job of telling them simply, yet making it interesting. Thank you. Highly recommend for kids of all ages to get a better understanding of the basic stories in the Bible, but also meanings behind them. Well, thank you, for those reviews. Thank you for emailing in. Thank you for listening today. And I hope you have a great week. I look forward to our time together next week.